0: Apple Media Podcast Network presents. This is Protecting America.
1: Now, here's Emmy winning journalist Rita Cosby.
0: And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. This week was unprecedented as President Donald Trump became the first former president in American history to. To ever have been arraigned on federal criminal charges, 37 counts, all tied to his handling of classified documents. So, how does that compare to others who have held on to documents, too, including? our current president, President Biden. Well, joining us now to talk about all of this and really what an amazing moment it is, is Brett Tolman, a former federal prosecutor. He is also the executive director of Right on Crime. Brett, thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you, Rita, for having me.
0: What is your reaction to the fact that now President Trump has now been arraigned 30 Seven counts. Your thoughts.
1: You no, know, it, it is a sad day for America, but it's a day that I've seen coming for a while. The Department of Justice over the last 30 years has been slowly and, and, and methodically, the leadership of the Department of Justice has been pushing towards activism, towards political uh, prosecutions, using the power of the, of the DOJ to actually go after those that they, they disagree with rather than those that are criminal. And for those of us that have been in DOJ, it's, it's the day that we, we hit and we are in, you know, we're shocked by what decision making is happening at the top. But we've all been sort of lulled into believing that DOJ would never get to this point, but they are that's where we're at as a country.
0: What does that say about what lies ahead? I mean, is it now Pandora's box?
1: Well, you know, here's the thing, Rita, until prosecutors have something personally at stake, if you can hold them accountable, if a prosecutor like Jack Smith could be sued for abusing their discretion, you'd start to see um, these kinds of prosecution stuff. And this is, you know, I've, I've had friends that have said, oh, you read the indictment and it, doesn't it look real serious? And this is the problem. This is an outrageous document. The indictment screams of manipulation, but you might not know it unless you've, you've been in the trenches and you know what gets presented to the grand jury and you know the Presidential Records Act and, and how this has been manipulated and the misconduct that occurred in the grand jury. So the rest of the country is wondering if these are legitimate and, and real, real charges. And guess what? They're not.
0: What do you make of the seriousness of the charges or at least the seriousness of the allegations put forward?
1: There's a 95 percent conviction rate in the federal criminal justice system. And the reason that is, is predominantly everyone pleads guilty because going to trial actually increases the sentence that you may get. And so it doesn't get tested. And the juries don't typically hear the case. You know, my hope is that a jury will hear this case and will take a look at the law that's being applied and will fairly uh, assess this as an abuse of discretion and dismiss the case. But there's a tremendous amount of pressure that occurs to a jury to convict in this country. And it doesn't matter whether you're President Trump or anybody else. Um, we've built a system. In which you're not
0: presumed
1: innocent, you are presumed guilty and treated guilty, and you have to try to prove your way out of that presumption.
0: Is that different because it is the president of the United States? And I think people looking at this, Brett Tolman, are saying, wait a minute, we've got the sitting president right now, Joe Biden, who is basically weaponizing using the Department of Justice to essentially go after his leading political opponent. There's something that I think many Americans, however, they feel about President Trump, it doesn't sit right with them.
1: Well, it it shouldn't sit right. I mean, Rita, if I walked into the grand jury and I did it hundreds of times, presented cases, and I will tell you that what has come out about President Biden, Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden are, are the bread and butter of fraud cases and corruption cases that can be made in about 30 minutes in front of a grand jury. You have, not to mention, we could we could put in front of the grand jury all of the those that helped him move and and facilitate his keeping classified documents, and we could charge conspiracy, obstruction, um, espionage act violations. We could do all of it. It'd be very simple, very easy, and so. Uh, Sadly, when when the next A.G. comes in, if it's a Republican attorney general, they do have to look seriously at charging Joe Biden, Hunter Biden and the family that set up multiple LLCs and received millions of dollars from foreign corrupt government.
0: We know that uh, the GOP, by the way, just a few days ago, sent a letter to Merrick Garland saying, hey, there should be a special prosecutor looking into these Biden bribery allegations. Do you think we'll see one? Uh, under this president, under this AG, or is that just uh, fantasy land until potentially a Republican takes the White House?
1: Yeah, no chance in hell, Rita, that they're going to appoint a special prosecutor to look at this. And, and it just, uh, it's justified more than any of the special prosecutors that have been appointed over the last 10, 15 years. It's not going to happen because they, they know they have to control what DOJ prosecutes, what they investigate. Is it merited? Yes, it is. We're a long ways away from Ed Meese, who was fair and didn't put politics in in, in the decision-making. And Ed Meese would would have appointed a a special prosecutor long ago in the Hillary Clinton case, in the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden case. I mean, it's laughable that this is where we're at as a country.
0: You know, it's amazing, too, as we are seeing what is going on in the country and you're seeing the disparity. It just came out uh, recently that James Comer, head of the Oversight, is saying that he expects the Biden bank records to show fa- the family accepted between 20 to $30 million. I mean, this isn't small potatoes.
1: Yeah, I'd love, you know, you have a president who's too, so arrogant that he says to the press, you know, when asked about it, well, show me the money. Well, guess what, Mr. President? I'd love to be the special prosecutor on this case because I can show you the money. I can show you where you purchased, used all these millions, what you purchased, the, the multiple homes, a public servant that has worked for the government has million dollar homes across this country and has led a lavish lifestyle that only the, the, some of the most successful businessmen and women in this country have ever enjoyed. And he's done it all on the facts of corruption.
0: So do you think they, we will ever get to the bottom of it? It seems that the House Oversight Committee at least now GOP led now that it's in GOP hands only for a few months now as you know uh they at least have been getting some of the bank records some of the things there's now word of course that there may be audio recordings does that change the game
1: it does we wouldn't know any of this without you know the likes of Chuck Grassley and Representative Comer and I tip my hat to them they shouldn't be the ones investigating it it should be DOJ but they're not doing it so we need we need more like them i hope that the senate ta- is taken back by the republicans they'll have more more capability and I hope that the House is retained so that they can continue their investigation.
0: How detailed is it? Brett Tolman, as a former prosecutor, federal prosecutor, you know how complex it is. And even we're hearing from Comer's team that it's all these different shell companies that it was basically designed to cover up. And in fact, that's the allegation in that FBI 1023, that document that came from Christopher Ray. finally after he was about to be held in contempt. It was like pulling like a, like a molar out, you know. <laughs> (laughs) And finally, he hands it over. But in that, um, they essentially were basically being told the Burisma executive, oh, they'll never track down the money, according to the informant, because we moved it around in so many places. It's going to take so many years. How complex is tracking that down? So if it is true uh, that it's there for all Americans to see, no matter what side of the political aisle they're on.
1: For all of the you know, bravado about hiding the money in the shell game and and that criminals do. The reality is, is it's simple. You cannot hide that amount of money. Um, it, we find it. We find the trail. We see the purchases. The shells get created. You have dozens of LLCs that don't have, they, that they cannot identify a legitimate business purpose for the LLCs. You start grabbing all those records and you start following the wires and the transfers and who gets it. And you start to see things like family members getting that money through a through a shell LLC. And then you start to look at their bank records and you see it all. The reality is none of it's hidden. They can think that it is. But we're a long ways away from Lyndon B. Johnson receiving $50,000 cash in, in the men's restroom in the Senate.
0: Yeah, boy, are we a long ways away from that. And, and if we are talking about the amount of money, if there are audio tapes, first of all, how complex is it to track down somebody? That apparently, is this big executive of Burisma. He's in Ukraine. How complex does that make it?
1: If DOJ were on the case and they were motivated, they'd get him. I have a case right now that I'm representing an individual that was in multiple countries and he is now cooperating. He's been charged and he's now cooperating with um, on, a, on a very large scale, half a billion dollar fraud scheme. So if they have the will, they can do it.
0: Let's talk about also uh, the fact that Robert Hur, who is a special prosecutor, he's been appointed on the Biden side. Um, we haven't heard a thing from him, from the special counsel looking into Joe Biden. And we know for a fact that the documents were strewn all over. I say, Brett, on my shows that it's like almost all the whole Eastern Seaboard had basically uh, Biden's documents, you know, because it was in the garage. It was in, you know, here, it was there. And and it may still be in other places. And yet we have heard nothing. And then contrast that with President Trump, who's had basically guns blazing, uh, you know, with the raid at Mar-a-Lago.
1: Well, you have him and and the silence, the deafening silence. And then you have John Huber that was appointed to look into the Clinton campaign issues, and there was silence. And then you have the U.S. attorney in Delaware, and there's been silence. So we should stop pretending that any of these folks are actually serious about investigating corruption.
0: So what does that mean for the American public? I mean, how can they have faith in the system and especially the disparity, as we're talking about now? Uh, You're talking about the the, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Boy, we're at a couple more zeros to it, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Until we we vote folks in that aren't going to treat, you know, the DOJ and the power that we've given to the FBI as as their personal, you know, Gestapo to root out opposition to their political agenda. Until we vote those folks in that will use that power honorably, um, we will continue down this road as a country. But I'm hopeful that we will, that we'll finally put somebody both in the White House and the Senate um, at the head of the FBI, the head of DOJ, that will put, you know, the administration of justice over politics.
0: How different is this case that President Trump is facing, or is it more or less compared to, listen, all the allegations we heard about Hillary Clinton. We all remember James Comey, the former FBI director coming out, and he went through a litany of things that he said, you know, she did. She did this. She did that. And then he said at the end, no reasonable prosecutor would go forward. It sounded like he was one step away from saying, that's why we're going forward with charges. And then he said, no, 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 no reasonable process. And it seemed much worse than what we're hearing about president trump your thoughts
1: that that statement now is prophetic right because it's an unreasonable prosecutor that's actually pursuing president trump and and the reason the reason that comey you know i disagree with jim comey and what he did and it was wrong and he set us on a path a dangerous path and it highlights where we're at but the conduct of hillary clinton in the you know the use of the personal server the the fact that the Chinese uh, actually did hack into the system and look at classified materials, the fact that they destroyed evidence and she doesn't have the Presidential Records Act to protect her makes it leaps and bounds different and more criminal than anything they've accused uh, Donald Trump of.
0: You brought up the Presidential Records Act. It seems like that will be um, the defense, at least it looks like, from President Trump. Basically, as president, I was allowed to have them. Where do you stand on that? And typically, by the way, all these other cases, when it's come to classified documents and presidential records, it's always been a civil matter. Your thoughts on does he have grounds to say they were mine, I was the president, I was allowed to have them?
1: You have two two statutes, the Espionage Act and the Presidential Records Act. The Espionage Act requires intent. The knowledge... And the intention to actually possess something you're not allowed to possess, and the intention to use it against the interests of the United States, the Presidential Records Act actually dissolves the ability to prove that Donald Trump has the requisite intent to be convicted on that case. Because if he believes he could possess those, rightly or wrongly, if he believes he could possess those under the Presidential Records Act, then you cannot convict him Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel any time. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
0: What about the audio tape that they say they have where he says, well, um, you know, I can't declassify them now. He's showing them to a writer. um, Does that change anything or does that complicate it? Or is that just, could it be Donald Trump just, you know, talking and, uh, you know, uh, know, bragging or talking or whatever. And and that's where it's going to come down to.
1: When you listen to something like that in the, in the vacuum of what Jack Smith has put together, you think it's inappropriate. If it's a personal record, the president can talk about it. So if it is, then he can talk about it um, because it's his personal record. What he can't do is give any of that information to a foreign adversary with the intent that they might utilize it against the interests of the United States. And that's not what happened.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even seem his uh, greatest opponents are even alleging that. So just by talking to a writer and saying, hey, I have this thing, um, you know, with no intent to give it, and we've seen no evidence that he was trying to give it to any adversary, you believe that that basically kills any allegation of espionage?
1: Yes, it absolutely should. It's ridiculous. We already have a federal judge that has ruled the famous Clinton sock drawer case that the president can designate personal records and they can be classified and he's entitled to keep them.
0: Speaking of the Clinton Sox case, it was repeated a number of times by President Trump um, when he was at Bedminster speaking afterwards. Do you believe that that absolutely helps President Trump in this case? Because he was making these recordings of conversations he had with world leaders, audio tapes, put them, I guess, in his sock drawer. And then, as you know, the judge ruled and said, you are allowed to have them. They are your property. Uh, Does that, is that basically the right path if you were defending President Trump to say the same thing? Look at what Clinton did.
1: Well, it is helpful. It's not so much the facts that are helpful. It's what the judge ruled. So the judge ruled that the statute was so broad and that the president's uh, ability to possess documents and classified things is so Um, substantial that it's the judge's ruling that is going to be a real problem for the prosecution. And then we haven't even mentioned, Rita, but I can't even begin to tell you how bad the performance of the prosecutors were in the grand jury itself. They were, they were running roughshod over attorney-client privilege. They were putting attorneys in the grand jury. They were berating them for not answering if, if they thought it was privilege. They were, they were prejudicing the, the grand jury by indicating that the president should waive his privilege. All of these would be a mistrial if it was in front of the regular jury. It, it is misconduct in front of the grand jury. So we haven't even talked about how substantial the misconduct is by the prosecutors in this case.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. All of the attorney-client privilege just seems to be thrown out of the window. And wasn't there like some allegation that they were also offering with uh, somebody else, like hey, a judgeship or a potential opportunity, like like trying they, to do they were enticements.
1: Yes, they were actually saying that if he, if they got the, you know, if they got the uh, cooperation, that they, it would be better for the, uh, his bid to become a federal judge. I mean, that's a quid pro quo and it's abuse, misconduct by the prosecutor. And it's your worst case scenario as a prosecutor, unless you're Jack Smith, apparently.
0: Yeah, it is amazing. I want to ask you also, Brett Tolman, because look at the timeline now of this case. He has been arraigned. Where do we go from here time-wise? Kind of walk us through what could be a typical calendar and how long this could go.
1: So the law says that he has to be tried within 70 days. That's what Jack Smith claims he's going to attempt to do. The problem is, is there has to be, all of the evidence has to be turned over. There's going to be motions, like a motion to see exactly what was said and done in front of the grand jury. And this judge may grant it. There's going to be motions to dismiss the case for misconduct. There's also going to be, you know, a a substantial effort to try to educate the court on the law uh, pertaining to Presidential Records Act. So the reality is is that 70 days is not going to happen. They're going to file motions. They're going to push this. And it really depends on the judge how long it will be pushed. White-collar crime cases in the United States in federal court average over a year and a half.
0: Wow. So regardless, we are talking smack in the middle of the campaign season. I mean, how is this not election interference?
1: It is election interference. And and it is election interference authorized uh, by the president of the United States um, to the attorney general, the attorney general to Jack Smith. And I don't buy it that this was, you know, that they were independent, that they were thoughtful and methodical. Um, and they're just doing you know their their job because we are simultaneously watching them slow play and not charge Hunter Biden or any of the Bidens or Joe Biden for actual corruption.
0: What an unbelievable moment in history that we are seeing unfold before us. Um, Will everybody, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Wow, such powerful information, important information. Former U.S. Attorney and also Executive Director of Right on Crime, Brett Tolman, you, I think, are one of the great, great legal folks out there. I always love and appreciate your perspective. And thanks for all you do for caring about this country and protecting this great nation. Thank you. Thank you, Rita. Great to be with you. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.